I want to share with you today on a courageous word to the discouraged Christian. And I want to talk to you about courage. Courage, Joshua chapter 1, verse 6. And let's stand to read the word, and then you can be seated the rest of the time. And I appreciate that. I think it honors God if we honor his word. Joshua is receiving a word from God as they are preparing to cross over into the promised land that has eluded them for all those years and an entire first generation of a million people never made it. Two out of a million made it. The only people crossing over with Joshua and Caleb were the children of the original wilderness wanderers. The rest of them had died. Now, God's telling him a word. He's saying, this is what you're going to need, Joshua. Joshua 1, verse 6. Be strong and of a good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Don't turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. Then verse 8, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have what, everybody? Good success. Now, verse 9, have not I commanded you? Be strong and of, say it with me, good courage. Don't be afraid nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever. I love that. He's with you wherever you go. Now, go over to verse 18 and we're done. This is the fourth time God's telling him in one chapter to have courage. Whoever rebels against your command and does not heed your words, and all that you command him shall be put to death. And then he ends it with this, only be strong. This is the last words God spoke to him, only be strong and of good courage. Father, we thank you, Lord, for giving this people courage. I believe for an anointing of, of courage. I believe for courageous decision-making. I believe for courage to come upon us as a congregation. Lord, teach us on courage, minister to us on courage, and I pray that those that are discouraged will be lifted out of it today and encouraged in God. And I thank you for it in your mighty name. Amen. Amen. Turn to somebody and tell them, be encouraged. Now, I want you to notice, as I've already mentioned, that four times in chapter 1, God told Joshua to be courageous. That tells me courage was an issue. That tells me that the, the potential to not be courageous was an issue, or God would not have repeated it. Now, if God says something once, that's good enough. But if he says it four times in one visit, be courageous, have good courage, be courageous, have good courage, that it must be that courage was going to be an issue. And they needed to remember the words of God. The word courage means to be made strong, to fortify, to increase, to persist, and to establish. So when we're courageous, we are made strong. We increase when we're courageous. 
We persist when we're courageous. And the very word courageous itself, because God said have good courage, and he said be courageous. The word courageous means to grasp or to seize or to rally strength or to lay hold of. So when we're courageous, we grasp what God wants us to have. When we're courageous, we persist. When we're courageous, we lay hold of the promises of God. Now I want you to notice something. In order to to take the land of promise, in order to take it, courage was a total necessity. It was absolutely necessary to have courage. Please understand today that there are things that God has for you. There are things in the promises of God and in the destiny of God and in the will of God for you that you will never taste, never know, never possess, never grasp, never lay hold of without courage. It will remain potential. But to me, potential is useless. I don't get anything. If somebody tells me I've got potential in something, all that does is encourage me to want to realize the potential because potential by itself is useless. There are things God has for you out there, things in the promises of God, in His will and destiny and purpose for you that you'll never have unless you have courage. There was a promised land out there of of the fruit and the honey and the milk and and the land, the beautiful territory that they would never possess, never have, apart from courage. You've got to have courage. In chapter 2 of Joshua, we read that Rahab the harlot informed the two spies that Joshua sent over to spy out the land. Here's what she said to them. All the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted because of you, because of God's children. All the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted. Now I want you to notice something. The enemy does not want you to have courage because when you walk in courage, it makes him faint-hearted. The two spies later told Joshua the very same thing. Boss, Joshua, all the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted because of us. What was making the inhabitants of the land faint-hearted? Because the children of Israel were now loaded down with courage. And they knew that they were going to put courage to their faith and take the land. And it made the enemy faint-hearted. Faint-hearted means to melt away in fear. It means to be disheartened. Or literally, faint-hearted means to collapse. So notice, courage on the part of God's children brought the opposite state of mind to their enemy. Put another way, courage in God's children caused the enemy to collapse. I don't know about you folks, but I know that time is short. And I know a real devil has come down to a real world and is dealing with real souls and is playing hardball. And what God needs is a people not only of faith, but of courage. Because the minute that we wax courageous, it puts fear in the hearts of the enemy and his plans begin to collapse. I notice in the Word of God how important courage is. It's amazing how important courage is. So important that the Apostle Paul said in Hebrews 3.13, all Christians are commanded to exhort, which is the same word as encourage, to encourage one another daily. As a matter of fact, the word encourage or exhort in the Greek language means to be called alongside somebody. When you encourage somebody, or God has called all of us encouragers of one another. It's what we call one anothering one another. 
when you one another one another by encouraging one another, then it means that God has literally called you alongside one another with the intent that we would inject courage into the hearts of the brethren. We're to, we are to encourage, not discourage. Listen, the devil discourages, God encourages. The devil makes you sick, God makes you well. The devil casts you down, God picks you up. The ministry of the two is completely different. God brings encouragement to His people. Can I tell you today, don't say it's over. It's not over until God has had His say. We serve a living God. who encourages us. He wants us walking filled with confidence, not pride, not arrogance, but confidence in who lives inside of us. Greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. He may knock you down, but the devil can't knock you out. The righteous man falls seven times, but God picks him up again. I'm telling you, we serve an encouraging God. Listen, He wants you today to walk out of here saying, I can. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We're to walk alongside one another and inspire courage. And how often does he say to do it? Exhort one another daily, daily, daily. Why in the world daily? Because we need it daily. We need courage to fight the good fight of faith daily. We need courage to step out in faith and do the will of God. It takes courage to maintain your witness in the face of ridicule. It takes courage to breathe deep, stand back up, and follow Christ after a fall. It takes courage to walk out that door into a devil-infested, sin-infected world and make a difference for Christ. We need courage. And God is the one who brings courage. In the classic movie, The Wizard of Oz, Dorothy runs into three individuals. The Tin Man, Scarecrow, and the Lion. If you'll remember, the Tin Man needed a heart. The Scarecrow needed a brain. But the Lion needed courage. <laughs> if you stop and think about that, the reason that movie has rung such a bell through the years and is probably the most watched movie in the history of cinema is because it's truthful. We know that without a brain, you can't function in life. Without a heart, you can't live a life. But without courage, you can't face a life. And there is something about that movie that rings true and that strikes a chord in our heart because it's ministering truthful things, though it's a secular movie. In that movie, the lion confesses to Dorothy that his life has been unbearable without courage. You stop and think about it, how bad do you need a brain? You need it bad. How bad do you need a heart? You need it badly. Right next to needing a brain and needing a heart, it shows the necessity of having courage because you can't make it in life without it. In the movie, all three of Dorothy's companions sing similar songs that reveal their secret fears and their secret longings. The scarecrow says, sings the song, If only I had a brain. The tin man sings, If only I had a heart. But the lion sings, If only I had the nerve. 
Do you know how many times, how many things in life you will never have, never possess, never make your own that you could if you had courage? Do you know how many dreams are left back there in the junkyard of dreamdom that were never fulfilled, never realized, never tasted of, never walked into the realm of reality because somebody lacked courage? What would you do if you knew you could go do it today and you would not fail? What would you do? What would you do if you knew you could not fail? Well, I would this and I would that. My gosh, if I knew I wouldn't fail, then why aren't you doing it? Well, I just don't think that I can. I just don't think that it would come about. I just don't think that I've got what it takes. Hey! God did not put that dream down inside of you unless He believed that through Him and in Him and by Him you could do it. I think sometimes the missing ingredient is courage. The umption and your gumption, that thing, that, that, that substance, that emotion, that desire, that decision to step out. And make something happen. I wonder how many of God's people could sing with the lion. If only I had the nerve. If only I had the nerve. We preach and teach a lot on faith, and we should. Faith is important. But you know something? When David looked at Goliath, faith made him say these words. This day, God will deliver you into my hand. But courage grabbed hold of his feet. And the Bible says he mixed courage with faith and he ran towards the giant. Faith says I can. Courage says let's go. Faith says I believe God can do it. Courage puts, puts wings to your feet. It makes you run towards the roar. Somebody said courage is not the absence of fear but courage is the conquest of fear. Courage is doing what you're afraid to do. If you're not afraid to do it, you don't need courage. Well, I'll be courageous when I'm not afraid. <laughs> if you're afraid, that's when you need courage because courage moves in the face of fear. There can be no courage unless you're scared. I have never needed courage, but what my heart was trembling a little bit my stomach was in some knots, and I wanted to run the other way, but courage said, go for it, go for it. Somebody said, courage is fear that has said its prayers. Well, Pastor, I'm just afraid, so I don't think I'm going to do it. That's when you need your courage. Put on courage. It says, put on love, put on Jesus. I got another one. Put on courage. What do you think God wants you to do deep down in your heart? What is it you believe you should do if only you had the nerve? I think I'm supposed to go witness to that neighbor, but boy, he or she is scary to me. Put on courage. I think I'm supposed to start witnessing in the office, but I'm just kind of afraid to do it, but put on courage. Well, I'm afraid to go into that business that God's put on my heart because I'm afraid I'll fail. Put on courage. Put on courage. There are some things you're never going to possess, never going to own, never going to taste, never going to have, never going to realize apart from courage. No wonder, no wonder, no wonder. Satan wants to discourage Christians. Which means to lose heart. 
The word discouragement means to lose heart. No wonder Joshua was told by God four times, be strong, son, be strong. You're leading a million people into the promised land, but you are going to have to put on courage or you will never bring the giants down. You'll never walk across those mountains. You'll never taste that fruit. You will never succeed. Joshua, if you don't put on courage, I'm with you, son. I'm behind you. I'm all around you. I've anointed you. I've led you. I've appointed you. But you are going to have to put on courage. It takes courage to go down there in that marriage class. And admit to yourself, my marriage is not all that it ought to be. It's kind of crumbling. It's in some trouble. It takes courage to face some things in your own life that you're going to have to face courageously or you're never going to be healed. I've got a word today. Listen. Be courageous with confessing and admitting the things that are in your own life that need fixing or they will never be fixed. We need courage in every arena and every aspect of life. We've got to have an anointing of courage. Courage, the lion said. Courage. Courage. I can't say it like him. Courage. Courage. There's a battle being waged against you this very moment to bring you down in discouragement, to cause you to lose heart. That's why it says, be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you will reap if you do not lose heart, if you don't lose your courage. It takes courage to keep on doing good when you don't see any fruit, when the seeds are in the ground, when it's covered up by dirt and you see no results. It takes courage to keep going and keep going and keep on keeping on until the harvest comes and the... the the apostle warned us that if we didn't put on courage, we could lose our reaping day. The battle grew so intense in David's life that he admitted, I would have lost heart unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. What is discouragement? Discouragement is when your courage has been dissed. You can't be discouraged unless you had courage once and it got dissed. Now that's not Greek. That's street talk, but it's good preaching. You can see that discouragement has gotten hold of you when you wake up in the morning and no longer have a heart for the things of God. Circumstances seem to have turned against you. People have failed you, maybe even betrayed you. Your expectations have been dashed against the rocks of hard reality. Things just haven't gone your way. Enough times that you are now discouraged. Your courage has been dissed by people and circumstances and failed expectations. So what do you do? Pull up the white flag and walk away? Let me ask you this. What are you going to quit to? Well, I'm going to quit. Where are you going? Well, I don't know. I'm just going to quit. Quit to what? Can you imagine David looking at that giant and saying, you know, that's a big boy. I quit. If he had walked away, the Philistines would have triumphed over Israel. But if I bring him down, all the rest of them will run because he's their champion. So he said, it's not time to quit. What am I going to quit to? Go back to those little few sheep on the backside of a desert and realized that God had anointed me and appointed me to bring him down and I didn't do it. 
let it eat on me the rest of my days that I missed my moment, I missed my chance to bring down a giant of the enemy? No. What am I going to quit to? Tell me where you're going to go. And once you get there, what are you going to do? Well, I'm going to lick my wounds. And I'm just going to be in the shadows and while my days away in nothingness. It'll eat you alive. You've got an appointment in destiny. You've got to put on courage and do something about it. Well, how do I recover my courage, Pastor? Where do I get it? I'm going to tell you three quick things. Courage comes from God. Courage comes from God. I can just hear some of you, I'm just a wimp by nature. Listen, we're all wimps by nature. We're all wimps by nature. We don't like having to be courageous if there's a risk involved. But listen now, David faces that giant. But later, or before that, right before, or after that, as a matter of fact, it was after, David has been running from Saul. After 10 years of hiding, running, ducking and dodging this crazy man, he comes and sees the city he's been living in burning like a torch. His wives, children, and goods have all been taken. He hears his men over here Let's stone him. This is 10 years of walking around with this guy with this dream and this vision. He's not ever going to be king. Let's kill him. And they had the stones in their hand. Over here he sees the city burning. He's got 10 years behind him. Discouragement, don't you know? Wrap itself around his neck and wanted to take him down. If ever there was a day he was going to quit, this was it. Ziklag and flames family, goods gone, discouragement was nipping at his heels, barking in his ears, don't you know? But it says David got on his knees and made a decision. He encouraged himself in the Lord his God. He encouraged himself. There wasn't anybody there to encourage him. And there are going to be times there's nobody there to encourage you. You're going to be driving down the highway, sitting in an empty house, sitting in an empty apartment. You're not going to have friends. There's going to be a time when you're uh, by yourself and God's going to find out what's in your heart and in your soul. David got on his knees. He said, I've got a choice. I can let my courage be dissed or I can encourage myself in the Lord my God. And folks, when people or circumstances are pulling you down, you need to say with David, why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope thou in God. Listen, when no one else is there, God is there. When no one else will be your friend, God will be your friend. When everybody else walks out, He walks in. He does not leave you. He sticks closer than a brother. God is there. You've got to hope in God. You've got to get your courage from God. When you're being persecuted, say with Paul, for if God is for us, who can be against us? When it's a provision issue hitting you with discouragement, my God, my God shall supply. Do you mind if I preach a little bit today? I'm worked up about this. We need courage. My God shall supply all my needs. 
when it's failure, you've got a personal failure. He who has begun a good work in you will complete it to the day of Jesus Christ. When it's your calling, you're discouraged about, the Lord will perfect that which concerneth me for everything that attacks you, everything that brings you down, everything that injects the poison of discouragement into your bloodstream. There is a source in God to draw courage from. He encouraged Himself in the Lord His God. Say with me, courage comes from God. This is what made David great. He stood up, nobody with him. He said, boys, get your swords. We're going after them, and we're going to recover everything that was taken away from us. God's going to turn this thing around. He didn't know it, but he was at the tail end of his flight from Saul. In just a few short hours, Saul would be dead, and David would be king. It was darkest right before the dawn. The devil wanted to take him down with discouragement right before the biggest breakthrough of his life. Courage comes from remembering past victories. When he was facing Goliath, Saul says, hey, you can't go beat him. You can't defeat him. Isn't it great, the people who are around you, the you can't people, you can't people, the you can't people, the Job's counselor is always telling you you can't and why you can't and why you shouldn't. And Saul said, you can't do this. And David said, you don't understand. One day a lion attacked me, and by the power of God, I grabbed him by the beard and took him down. Then after that, a bear attacked me. I grabbed him by the beard and took him down. And then he said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. He did it then. He'll do it now. He did it once. He'll do it again. If he delivered me from them, he'll deliver me from him. He got his courage from remembering past victories. Do you know what, folks? The Lord who provided in 2004 will provide in 2005. The Lord who forgave you last time you sinned will forgive you this time. The Lord who answered your last prayer will answer this one. The Lord who made a way last time will make a way again. You've got to look back at what He's done to have courage about what He's going to do. Courage came from remembering past victories. Do you remember the prayers He's answered? Do you remember the times He opened a door for you when there was no way? Do you remember how God gave you peace in the middle of a storm? Do you remember when He stood you back up on your feet when you didn't feel you could take another step and you not only walked but you ran? Do you remember the things that God has done? Let's remember the works of the Lord. Build memorial stones, memorial altars on those things and go back and say, my God delivered me then. My God will deliver me now. I've got courage from God. The third place that courage comes from, are you ready? It's not super spiritual, but here's the truth. Courage is a choice. If you expect courage to fall on you out of the clear blue, like an anointing from on high, think again. Because when you're afraid, you're not feeling an anointing of courage. You've got to make a decision. With Ziklag burning like a torch, his own men speaking of stoning him, and wives and children kidnapped, David chose to encourage himself. You choose to run towards the roar. You choose to step out when your palms are sweaty. You choose to go for it when you want to turn and run. You choose. Courage is a choice. And you know, it's a funny thing when you choose these things, when you choose courage, after you choose it and you begin to move in it, then you sense an anointing from God. Do you think that Peter, when he was standing in the boat and Jesus out there walking on the water, do you think that he felt an anointing, a surge of courage? His faith said, you can do that too. But he had to choose to be courageous. 
he chose. He said, Lord, if that's you, bid me walk out to you. He said, come. Peter said, oh, this separates the men from the boys. That's deep. Those waves are tall. No one else is going with me. The rest of them were saying, hey, hey, praise the Lord. Go ahead, brother. <laughs> praise the Lord. We get an anointing of it. We get a witness to this. So they were all sitting there. If it had been the thing to do, they'd have all done it. This was novel. Nobody ever walked on water. Him out there, maybe him, but he's Jesus. I'll tell you what, faith believed he could, but courage did that. And everybody talks about him sinking. Don't talk to me about him sinking. That boy walked on water. He walked on water. And nobody else has done it. He went down in history as the first water walker. It took courage. It took courage. It took courage. It took courage. Where in your life do you need courage today? Where do you need courage? You got faith, but faith is useless unless you move somewhere with it. Where do you need courage? Do you need courage to overcome a habit in your life? Do you need courage, real courage, to believe God, to heal your marriage? Do you need courage to go start a business or do something that the word of the Lord has come to you or you've got a desire that you believe is from God and he's moved on you about this? Where do you need courage? Can I tell you? Ask God to help you. Go to God with your need and then choose bold, brazen, crazy courage. Don't do something outside of the word or the will of God. But if God has shown you to do it, be courageous. Go! Somebody said, I'm going to close with this, success is never final and failure never fatal. It's courage that counts. Courage. Can we stand up together today? Say with me, courage comes from God. Courage comes from remembering past victories. Courage is a choice. Now I want to pray for you today. Father, we need courage today. We need courage. I need courage. Because, Lord, the days are troublesome and fiery and testing of our faith. And, Lord, we see churches all over the country no longer preaching the word, no longer standing on the things of God. And we realize we're in a culture that does not accept our Messiah. We need courage in our private lives where God is challenging us to do a certain thing, to take care of a certain issue. But it's going to take courage. It's not for the fainting of heart. I pray for an anointing of courage to come upon the people. Lord, I just believe this word is going to deposit courage, courage into their heart. If you need courage today, I want you to lift your hands to God and say, I receive it from you, Lord. You're the God of courage. You're the God of courage. You're the God of courage. And I'm going to put on courage. I'm not going to faint. I'm not going to be weak when I need to be strong. I'm going to have a backbone from God. Courageous, courageous, courageous. There is a miracle 
on the other side of your being courageous, you'll possess what has been in your heart to obtain on the other side of courage. Courage from God. We need a brain, we need a heart, we need courage. Now I want you to say, Lord, I receive courage into my life in this particular area. I receive it. I receive it. I know where I need it and I receive it. And I will put on courage and I will go for it. I will be courageous. I'll be courageous. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 